Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I, I see it and I go, oh, I gotta have a special task came up, and then I don't because we're not all online. And then, okay. It's just back up. Okay. Alright, so let's get started then. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Fred. Howdy. Hey. This is episode number 122, Mentorship. Nice. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is Fred's topic. This is an awesome topic. I like those candies, those German <laughs> candies. They're pretty yeah. good. The German candy? Yeah, the Mentos. Know what it's about? That's a fresh maker? The fresh dash fresh maker. <laughs> fresh maker. Are, is that a German company? I never knew it was a German candy. I think so. Uh, no wonder those commercials were so weird. Exactly. Yeah. The funny wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So let's catch up with everyone's week. Uh, who'd like to go first? I'll go first. Because over the last like four weeks, I haven't gone first at all. I never get to go first. Oh, you... Hold on. Hey, uh, cue the music, and I don't mean the the improper pronunciation of names. The uh, violin music. Oh, is that <laughs> we, uh, we should be playing? Uh, no, no, because I had a good week. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, got a chance. Work has been nuts, and I got a chance to bring our company bucket truck home. And I was working around my yard on Saturday, man, and I was just busting my ass for like six, seven hours taking down limbs and like taking them down and then you know once you once it's two or three hours of taking limbs down off of trees you know then you got the cleanup which is like oh, worse yeah. so yeah i was yeah. i was busting my ass on saturday so uh sunday we were out flying man i was a little beat dude i i brought my chair out i sat down in my chair quite a while uh but i got a chance to fly the sport dude the oxy sport and i love it man Every time I fly that thing, I just, I love it. I have such a great mm-hmm. time. And Devin came out and stood next to me and he's the man. He was like, I'm going to play some music. What kind of music do you want to play? And, and I was like, well, Steve put on heavy metal last week and I almost crashed. I was, I was having such a good time. So he got Iron Man twos or Iron Man's theme song, shoot the thrill. And he was playing that. And, we were having a good time, man. It was a good flight. It was it was really cool. I was tr- trying to time a lot of stuff to the music and everything, and I had never flown music before, so it was pretty cool to mess around and and nobody was video, uh, uh rolling the video, of course, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was decent, man. I had some fun. I I re- I remembered a few moves that I'll probably try next time, you know. And, nice. Uh, I'd like to get some form of thing together. Who knows? I don't know. But it was just, it was cool. So I did that, flew 690. You know, it was a really nice day. We had a great time at the field with everybody. Uh, man, the whole crew was there. Um, I flew my old biplane that I dusted off, my mm-hmm. HE123. Uh, that thing's about done, dude. It's uh, FMS. It's one of the four original planes I bought. I think early on after I built a couple flight test planes, I was looking on RC groups and some guy was selling a bunch and I went, drove over to his house with like 300 bucks or something. And I forget what do I, I think I paid 75 bucks a piece for them or 50 bucks a piece. I don't even know anymore, but I bought originally the S and the storch mm-hmm. and the 
Corsair that I had and this HE-123. And uh, the biplane and the Storch are the only two I have left. But uh, it was it was cool, you know. It's like it's it it's such a small plane. It takes like these small three S fifteen hundreds is like all you can fit in there, and it'll fly a good you know amount of time on that. It's just takeoffs are a little sketchy, landings are a little sketchy because because it's a setup on it and everything, and you know control surfaces are starting to bend, so it's a uh, it's a little little beyond like my rudders are turning one way but my wheel is turning the other so it's like <laughs> you're going down the runway and you're trying to get and then once you get the tail off the ground now it's whipping back the other way around so yeah it was oh boy it was it was a mess and i brought the 4s vegan out and i flew that too and i think that's done man i'm gonna i'm gonna just build a new one you know just build version four or, you know mark mm-hmm. four and redo a new color scheme and just take the motor and ESC out of that and put it in another one. Nice. Yeah. So that's basically what I've been doing in a nutshell. I mean, I've been printing out some more stuff. I tried tonight to print out the springs for the landing gear for okay. the 3D printed Stearman. And that's hysterical because they're on the 3D printer, right? And it kind of prints a base and then it starts to print the the little springs and you know you know how a spring goes it kind of goes around in a circle and it it goes up you know as it's printing and it's some of them print you know the 3d print sometimes lifts up a little bit well the edge was lifting up on a few of them as it was going around so the head was knocking against it but as the longer it was getting it was like springing back because it's a spring so it would go by and it would just go <laughs> thing and it would get right back to where it needed to be and it would keep printing it's pretty funny Nice. Yeah, so what have you guys been up to? Uh Fred. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, go Fred. <laughs> I, I, I slacked this week. I did I I did what I said I was gonna do last time and I got that tiger moth lion. Um it, cool. it needs a little tweaking still. I think it's uh the balance is off a little bit. Uh but I got it up in the air and it and it flew pretty well. Like I said, the balance seems to be off just a hair. And uh, the rudder is sticking some, so it, it, it'll you give it a little left turn, it kind of stays in left turn unless you correct it. So uh, other than that, the things things pretty much what I remember: the old slow, and I mean just slow. It just creeps through the air, uh, little yellow biplane. Nice, that's cool, man. I, I like I like stuff that flies scale like that when it's slow and it's small. I mean, it should fly slow, you know. Oh, it's it's slower than that. It's almost like a little helium balloon that's just barely being pushed through the air. It's oh, it's geez. funny. It's, it just wow. creeps so slow. You that's have plenty crazy. of time to figure out what what's going wrong. <laughs> yeah, but that was it. I, I really didn't do anything with the gremlin this week, which is kind of surprising because I love that little thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, everything else is just kind of waiting for attention. And, you know, I think it's because springtime, everybody's like. Well, for us up here, you know, yeah, it's let's say it's kind of prime time right now down there, right? Well, it's good flying weather, but I've been just flat out busy with work this week. Uh, I had um, one of the days off. I ended up going into work to because we had a scout group come in and they did a service project in the park. And then they did an overnight camping trip, which was kind of cool because we don't normally allow camping in our park. But we did it as part of an educational leave no trace type, um, you know, oh, right. yeah, talking about talk. that. How'd so, that go? It went well. The kids, the, the kids were phenomenal. I mean, it, it's a great troop. I've worked with them in the past. Um, they used to come visit the last park I was at, and uh, 
they would do a, um, a cast iron chef cook-off. So instead of the, the iron chef, they use cast iron mm-hmm. cookware. Nice. And each time they do it, the, the scout troop leader gives them a different mystery ingredient. So it might be spam and they have to make a full meal <laughs> oh, and spam is, has to be the main ingredient. Um, or, you know, it's, it, they come up with different things and, and, you know, throw a little twist in it and the kids have to wow. uh, do it. And, and we'd get some of the park volunteers to, uh, be on the judge panel. And so it, if you ever watched, uh, was it Simon Cowell or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the sarcastic guy, that was always me. I gave those kids <laughs> up. Uh, nice. The other volunteers were always really nice. And, you know, nope, mm-hmm. not me. I, I told those kids exactly what I thought. And uh, so, but they liked it. And, and in fact, it's funny because, you know, years later, these kids will run into me in public and say, hey, you were, you were the park ranger that judged our cook-off. I said, yeah, that was me. <laughs> so, and they weren't angry, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite Simon Cowell comments was there was a, like a little dumpy kid that had these big giant eyeballs that came in to sing and when he was done singing Simon Cal said you 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 look like a bush baby <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'll never forget that dude uh, so that was you huh Fred oh yeah yeah you were calling yeah, people like a bush baby looking like a bush baby but <laughs> <laughs> oh boy jeez oh, they uh, they definitely remembered me. Nice, but it, now doesn't it kind of ramp up now down there in Florida? Even though it's like springtime and it's cool, but I mean during the winter nobody's really swimming in your park, right? They they're starting to do more activities. Well, we get we get a rush during spring break because people are out of school and they right. travel, and we're right off the interstate. So being right off the interstate, they they roll in here and and visit with us for a while. Uh, right now is kind of our lull month. The weather's nice, but it's not really swimming weather yet, and every, no one's really traveling a whole lot. I mean, most of our traffic through the park is coming off the interstate, uh, but the uh, next month is when it's you know we start looking at it, and in, in, in June for sure we're done. Uh, once the kids are out of school, this this place is just overrun. Okay, and what was the one picture you sent us one time? You were in like a boat on a big lake. That's not part of your park, right? No. Um, oh, I might've sent you one from the river. Uh, the wife and I went out on a boat, you know, was about two months ago. No, this was like last year. You sent out a picture, you and, um, the guy, I think you work with, you guys were on some kind of boat canoe on a, on like a big lake somewhere. I don't know. Find it and send it back to me. I'll tell you, because uh, <laughs> I can't think of any, any, uh, work related boating I've done recently. Okay. Not on a lake at least. So Steve, what have you been up to? I uh, did a bit of work on my Black Thunder Black Nitro with the new canopy stuff, so I got that all going. And then uh, I flew. Uh, we flew on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was awesome. The weather was so nice. Um, even Saturday, the weather was really nice, too. So, But, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. We had some good flying. We did that uh, that whole Cano Mod interview video thing that Bill took. And yeah. that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. And Bill's getting really professional with his editing and his whole production that he does, man. Yes, he He's totally doing a great is. job. So that's awesome. Um, let's see here. Besides- and those canopies, dude, looked amazing <laughs> in person. They they look great in the picture, but yeah. in person, crazy and even better in the sky. Like they were yeah. 
really something to see, man. Yeah, I really like how they show up in the air. You could see the tail. I mean, you could see the underneath part that they did green. Mm-hmm. That really came out. You could see the skids. I mean, it was amazing, man. It looked yeah. great, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the, that color combo. It just, yeah. it just pops out in the air. Uh, besides that, I've been doing a lot of work on the garage. You know, <laughs> did a big push this week. Got all the sheetrock up on the walls and... I got most of the concrete board on the lower half of the wall done and stuff. So um, it's looking pretty good. I'm starting to organize all my crap and trying to put things in bins <laughs> so that way they're not just everywhere. Um, and that way, you know, if I'm looking for something, I can find it. That That's the hardest part, right? It's like I have a garage. I have a garage full of stuff and like everything's everywhere. So I end up, you know, wasting so much time looking for things or not finding it and buying more, you know, so. Oh yeah, so that's good. Uh, I did get a chance to work on the Vigan a little, and you know, time's ticking. It's uh by the time this podcast comes out, this that weekend or this weekend is uh, you know, it's do or die. It's it's maiden time. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I got the glue. I got the nose glued on, um, and I started painting the thing. So <laughs> no surprise, it's orange. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be adding some, you know, accent colors. I, I actually thought about doing some type of camel job on the top, like, you know, maybe orange and blue. Just, I mean, obviously it's not real camel, but just like that kind of scheme. Right. But I don't know. We'll see how much time I have. I might just uh, go simple and just get it done and get it out there. So I did have, uh, I did lose an aileron for the, <laughs> for the vegan. I have one actually, and I have the canopy and I have the nose and I'm like, where the hell is the aileron? I probably threw it away or, you know, oh, I don't know. No. So I cut another one from, I was gonna the, say, from that, the one I have. That's, that's a fairly easy one to cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I traced the other one, cut it. I just have to uh, fiberglass it and then and do – well, I have to sand and do some and then do some fiberglassing on it and then I'll, I'll hinge it. I'll put it on. So, so the canopy and the – Elrons are pretty much the only last two things where I gotta like paint and and mount. So, so that should hopefully I'll try to make some headway tomorrow on that. And hopefully, yeah, I'm not even gonna say hopefully it will get thrown in the air <laughs> this weekend. Nice. We'll see, we'll see if it goes ten feet or if it flies for two minutes. We'll see. Cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and really, that's about it. I've been doing a lot of 3D printing for for our little fun fly. I have these little nitro, I don't know what they're called, like bungs or whatever, bung plugs or whatever they are, the exhaust plugs. So I'm just printing a bunch of those things out, give them away. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. All right, so let's go into our main topic here. Main topic. Yeah, and thank you, Fred, for the topic idea. You're welcome. So mentorship. What is a mentor? Who wants to take that question? I want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> or do or, or do we all just answer? I don't know. Is it a, is it a one person question or is it a question well, I, for I all? Think no, these, just... I think each of these we could probably hit all of us. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Add to it, but mm-hmm. so like I know Steve, you've been a mentor to me as far as the helicopters go. You've helped me out countless times is that what we're talking about like that kind I, of I think you're confusing mentor with enabler <laughs> oh jeez. 
Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think I definitely just like I, the shot glass gets me drunk. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I think Steve has definitely um, been a mentor with the the helicopters. In fact, you know, it, it shows with the folks that's been approaching him for the uh, sponsorships because you know he's he's uh he's, he's been the outgoing spokesperson that that you know helps or enables you know new people get into the hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically, you think of a mentor as someone that takes you under the wing. You know, it gets you through the rough part of whatever. In this case, you know, the RC hobby. You know, it gets past that training hump that that's so intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I look at mentors as being not just like, I mean, in the traditional sense, right? Like they used, you used to like have a trade and, you know, you would mentor someone to teach them that trade. Um, for me, I feel like mentors can be pretty much anyone um that that kind of helps you and teaches you something right like whether it's um like rob he you know he mentored me as far as the like you know nitro motors especially on the helicopter side i had no idea what i was doing with any of that stuff right you know tuning or setting up or just anything so so you know he's helped me a lot with that i mean you know it's you know, I would look at flight tests and say they they were my early mentors with you know airplanes, right? Like oh, watching their videos. That yeah. you know whether it's a one way <clears throat> thing where like they would just kind of put out a video and I would watch and learn from that, or if it's like you know when we do kind of like a two way thing, we're like yeah, you know we go out, you and I go out to the field, we'll go flying, you ask questions, and I'll try to help you, or you know if, like when we first met, you know I know you had tons of trouble getting that that um. That helicopter flying, that little 450 you had, and, you know, and of course, this, that was kind of the thing. Let's, let's get it going, right? Let's get it set I, up. Let's fly. I like I like that. I, I never really thought of it as anything other than a one on one person. Yeah, I, yeah, flight test and and um, well, I mean, in for for a long time, there's been lots of online personalities that that uh, just YouTube in have, general, right? <laughs> How much do we learn? Well, from this yeah, that, that have <laughs> yeah. inspired me to to do better or, or to improve, um, help me through a hard spot. And yeah, I mean, because it still fits the 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 you know definition I gave is they they help you through a rough spot in the hobby. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not someone you're actually able to talk back and forth with, but they do such a good job of giving you the answers online that that yeah. they're answering the questions that you would have asked anyways. Exactly. Yeah, I, I yep. think that is a great great example. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, so it is a broad thing where it's not like I can't just pinpoint one person as like my RC men, mentor or mentorship or anything like that. I just feel like I, I get I get so much information from from all sorts of people that I meet in the hobby. And and that's kind of I don't know. I, I think that's how the hobby and the community gets so like tight. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. Like I, I can I can see what you're saying exactly. Like I've gotten help from Rob uh, mm-hmm. with the autos. He was helping me out. You know, oh, I still yeah. haven't time. done them, but he definitely taught me the, you know, the way to do it, the way to go about it, and not make it too technical or not too difficult. And just you know, here's the couple of steps you got to do to doing them. Right. You know. Yep. And then you got guys like, you know, like yourself that you know helped me out with like that 450 and all that, and exactly like flight test man and we've been fortunate enough to you know actually meet those guys and talk to those guys so i mean just watching the videos yeah definitely helped me through a lot of tough things stuff i didn't realize like you said youtube is 
a huge spot for that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've had 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 a, a little one on one with you know Josh or Alex and could bounce some questions off of them. So definitely, you know, their their personality was great. You know, to to help you out at the time, drop whatever you're, you're doing, and you know, give you a hand mm-hmm. with with whatever specific problem you're having, or you know, answer any question. Another thing too is you know, mentors aren't just for beginners. I've been in the hobby for about twenty years or so. Um, oh yeah, and I still got mentors. I mean, I I can heck, I'm looking at my Facebook contacts right now on my little chat side and and look at the people that's helped me recently. Um. And, you know, a lot of folks on the forums, forums can be a great source of, of mentors. In fact, yep. uh, when, when we're setting up the flight test forums, one of the things I want to do, instead of letting the negativity be prevalent, um, I wanted to reward the people that were helpful. And so we set up a uh, special badge for people that, that we found were being excessively helpful on the forums and they became mentors. That was their title. Okay. Oh, nice. See, now, Fred, you have a mindset that not everybody has either. I mean, you have to be, no matter what you do, whether it's the hobby or your job or, you know, even your relationship, you have to have that mindset where I don't know everything. There's, I, I always say there's, there's 10% of every subject I don't know. And I, there, or I can learn 10% every day of, of, you know, I was going to say, I'm lucky if I know 10% of a subject. Well, I mean, I mean, something <laughs> yeah. that, something that I do every day, something that I know really well. You know, there's always another 10% that you, you, you can, I mean, it might sound like a stupid way to look at it, but daily, you know, I could get, I could get taught something new by a kid that just came out of school just because he has a different way of looking at it. Yep. And he just asked the right question. Yep. You have to have that mindset too. You can't be like, I know everything, you know, it's, and be closed down to everything. Like, exactly like you said, you've been in a hobby for a long time and you still have mentors to this day or you still have, you know, people that, that, uh, help you out with certain things and getting through certain things. You don't, you're not closed off to it, which is great because that's where I think this hobby and anything gets a bad name is when you get people that are, you know, just arrogant and don't want, think they know everything and don't want any help or, you know, don't, don't know where good help is coming from. You well, know what I mean? And, and the funny thing, too, is, you know, you, you reach a point where you start being the mentor. And I still learn from teaching, you know, because this stuff that I learned as a beginner that I learned wrong. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, you know, I, I try to help somebody else with it, I realize, you know, maybe I shouldn't do it that way. That's that's not I, I'm still doing it wrong and, and researching an answer, especially doing like customer support, um, looking up answers for stuff. I, I'm I'm still learning. And I'm learning because I'm trying to teach someone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's something that dawned on me when in my twenties. I, I could not believe how much more you actually learn. And it sounds stupid from teaching uh, because you do actually think about each step in each process. You might have it down and, but you might not realize, you know, every little nuance of it until you actually lay it out to somebody new. So yeah, what you said, learn from teaching. That's exactly what it is, man. Yep. And you know, no matter how much you think you know, like someone's gonna know more in the hobby. Someone's gonna either been in it for longer or, or just have a different way of thinking. Um, and then plus with technology moving so quickly these days, it's like, it's how can you even know everything? You know. Right. So, right. So it's like even I mean I think there's there's mentors or you know kind of air quotes mentors out there. 
that don't even know. Like they're just out there helping people, and then next thing you know, it's like that person helping another person get over. Like you're saying, you know, like the learning curve or or a hump makes it so that way now that person is now flying independently or soloing and and doing all this stuff and and it clicked for that person you know especially when you're you're teaching someone you know you do learn sometimes because you when you start explaining it and going through the whole process yourself you kind of look into it and and you notice oh wait maybe i didn't know it or or what i thought was right was wrong um and it's crazy it's just you know and uh, the amount of learning you can do in anything really in life is just it's just crazy so well, and you also get the back and forth. You know, why are you doing that? You you may not even realize why you're doing it that way mm-hmm. until somebody asks you why you're doing it that way. And it's because of, you know, the next step you're going to talk about or whatever, you know? Right, right. Let me see, who, who else were my mentors? I don't know. It's really, it's really hard to say because every person that I've, you know, that I've come contacted with the hobby, in one way or another, has probably taught me something, you know? The way I originally looked at this topic was, in learning how to play guitar like i didn't have a specific teacher at all and it's Mm -hmm. a little bit different but it's what i thought of when i first saw mentorship as the the topic um but it's basically who influences you you know what's who who are your influences that was that was my original thought about this and i used to say anybody i could go in guitar center and and you know, listen to a guy play who I don't even know who it is. And I, I, he would influence me in a way where I would think, Oh, you know, that's pretty cool. I like what he did there. I see a little bit of a parallel with this hobby because I'll go to a fun fly and I'll watch somebody fly and I'll be like, Oh, yes. wow, I like what he did there. I mean, yes. I'll, I'll watch videos and I'll be like, Oh, this guy did that and that. And I, I know how to do both of those, but I never thought of linking them together, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, so that might not be a mentor, but that's definitely, you know, an influence uh, well, in maybe, some way. Yeah, maybe not so much a mentor, but you, you said fun flies. And, and I'll tell you, I, I kind of um, I've I've made friends and found mentors at fun flies before. Uh, in fact, this year when I went down to San Palasco, the 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 glider competition. Um, right. One of the guys I was looking at on my list, Dan Cruz. Uh, crafty dan on the flight test forums he uh he's always i mean he's always there for me if i got a question on stuff that i mean he's really good at technical stuff um but he's also into the gliders the discus launch gliders real big so i went down to hang out with him and i caught the bug i bought a a, a somewhat pricey glider and i had no idea how to properly set it up in fact i didn't even realize how little i knew about how they set them up there's all the settings and and buttons and switches that they use for different aspects of flight. When you launch is one setting and when you gliding, it's another. And when you're trying to, yeah. So, um, one of the guys that bumped into was a horizon hobby sponsored pilot. Uh, his name was Gavin Trussell. That guy was awesome. I mean, he, I, I thought he worked for horizon. You know, he had the horizon shirt on, but I found out, no, he's, he's just, and I don't want to say just a sponsored pilot, but man, I, I had never. I always thought of sponsored pilots as the guys that are paid or endorsed to fly. This guy, he would drop what he was doing. I mean, he's in the competition. He's in a competition trying to, to place, and he would drop what he was doing to help me with something because I had a Spectrum radio and I was a you know Horizon customer. And I mean, the guy did a fantastic job of supporting his sponsor, um, and and he was a mentor. He he 
he had, I mean, he, he was good about it and you, you didn't really feel like you were taking his time because he was so good about it. And, uh, you know, he definitely needed, deserves a shout out, but that's, that's kind of, uh, changed my view on, on what a sponsored pilot is. And even here with you guys and, and Steve and what he's been doing as far as his sponsorships and how he's been a, a good person for reaching out and helping folks. That's again, that's kind of changed my view. Uh, so I wouldn't have previously thought of sponsored pilots as mentors, but they definitely can be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so how would we, how do you find, how do people find mentors, right? What would be, uh, I don't know, I guess a couple of key points, uh, we can talk about when, when looking for a mentor. I know one way I would find them. Um, definitely it depends, you know, if it's a helicopter issue or if it's a airplane issue, definitely go to flight test, the forums, man. Mm-hmm. And you post, uh, don't be afraid to post anything on that forum. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that forum. That forum, I think, it's so welcoming. Yeah, to yeah. The forum, so. And that's something we've worked for since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Heli Freak, I think, is a good one for the helicopters. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So forums, right? Forums a good source. I think you can take, uh, you know, what a, a person has and call them a mentor without even having any contact with them. You could read a post that they have, especially on Heli Freak. Because, you know, that's so detailed and there's probably a lot of questions that you can have answered without even posting anything, just lurking and reading. You can probably, you know, get a lot of questions answered. And you got to be careful, though, because, I mean, I've seen people on there that want to be helpful, but they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So they're giving advice, but it's not good advice. Um, That's That's again, that's kind of one of the things we're looking at, too, on the flight test forums when we gave someone that mentor um, title. They were giving advice, and they're giving good advice. It was so um, it, at least on the flight test forums. If you're looking for someone to give you help, you're looking for someone to, to mentor you. Look for that green tag. I think it's we color it green. Um, the green title under the, their name, and that will be a good person. But the forums, are, I mean, forums can be a really good source for someone to help you with the hobby. Mm-hmm. Besides forums, I mean. Another another good source, obviously, would be your club, right? Like your club field, or just your club that you know your local club, your local yeah, MMA so club. Go 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 check out a club if you're not already a member, mm-hmm. and ask who the the instructor is. Yeah, you know, if you just show up the club, you might catch that crusty old guy, and he runs you off, and you don't you you, you turn your your you turn your nose up to that club because you got that bad experience. Ask for the instructor. That's the guy that already donating his time to help new people. Yeah. So he's probably the best person. And then he can direct you to other people that might be suited in a specialty that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed. Uh, let's see. Where else would be a good place to find a mentor? Well, like I said earlier, I was surprised, but, um, you know, sometimes at a fly in the, those sponsored pilots or, mm-hmm. uh, fun flies. Yep. And I'll tell you like the flight test events where they have the build tents, yeah. Um, the, the, the event volunteers, those guys are in there and that's what they're yeah. there for. They're there to teach help and, and kind of give you some guidance. So, you know, event volunteers might be a good, good source too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely. could be just a guy sitting next to you at a build table too. You never know, you know, oh, yeah. you're gonna, yeah. like, you might need an extra set of hands and you ask for help. And next thing you know, he's, you know, that this person is showing you the ropes of building, you an FT plane because that, you might not have experience in it. 
I had fun watching that at the Flight Fest South is, um, mm-hmm. you know, people building next to each other. And then, yeah, one person's asked for another person for help or advice or or one person sees someone doing something. Hey, you know, maybe you could do it this way. And then you, uh, through the course of the event, you know, over a few days, these people that just happen to be sitting together, next thing you know, they're friends and they're socializing and, and they're they're exchanging contact info and, and yep. you know, they're chatting with each other online later. Um, so, yeah, you know. I, I love that with the flight test events that the the build tents was a fantastic idea. That what a great yeah. way to build community. Yeah, uh, I, I'd love to see more of that. In fact, I I, I wish you know uh, mentors not something you would normally traditionally think of as hobby shops. You know, you go in there and look for advice. You mm-hmm. might you might find someone that would turn into a mentor. Um, but man, I would love to see that. I would love to see build nights at, at your local hobby shop. Yeah, that that would be an awesome thing, and that would be a great place for a mentor. Yep. Yeah, local hobby shops. You know, if if they're educated in the discipline that you want to do, right? Like if it's airplanes or or helicopters or ground stuff, um, you know, definitely, the, they're definitely a good source of uh, knowledge for the few that's remaining. I don't know. I feel like just hobby shops are kind of by the wayside now. It's just it's so hard to find even. Uh, a good local one. Well, I think that going back to what Fred was saying about flight test and the, mm-hmm. the build tents, man, I think one of the, the greatest things that they do there is they announce, you know, I can remember, uh, I think it was either 2014 or 15. I was just hanging out, having a conversation near the tent and I overheard an announcement that said, if, if anybody's built a Viggen, uh, there's somebody that needs help with a Viggen build. And I was like, geez, I've crashed at least three of those. I can freaking help out with that. <laughs> so that means you at least built three. three times. Yeah. yeah. I can help build one that is going to crash. Yeah. I mean, so, and then, then there you go right there. You're, you know, and then, so, you know, somebody's asking you a whole bunch of questions. Like, does it really, you know, throttle the, the way edfs do and it's not particularly and you know how how bad do you have to have the throws and you know you don't want to get too crazy with that kind of stuff i mean you go right into it you don't even realize it mm-hmm. well that kind of rolls into the next question there then you know how to be a mentor well there's an easy one if you're at an event and they call out for help and you know something there you go there's a chance yeah and I, yeah i think to be a mentor uh you definitely have to have patience um, if you don't have patience, uh, you know, it's probably not for you, but you're going to get some questions that you're going to think are stupid, you know, but you're going to have to, you, you really need, like I said, you just need to have patience because remember that it's the first time it could be the first time this person's doing it. If you're yeah, helping okay. them with a subject they don't know about, they definitely are going to have questions and oh, it's yeah. definitely their first time it's new to them, you know? Well, and, and one mm-hmm. of the things that, you know, it's, that's tough especially if someone's looking you at you as a mentor, admit when you don't know something, don't try to yes. fake. You know, yeah. Fake. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't question. point people in the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's go find out together. Let's pull it up on the internet. You know, I got my phone here. Let's look yeah. it up. Don't fake it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you both end up frustrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a mentor, I mean, that's fantastic, but don't fake it at all. Don't lie. Don't, don't like bullshit your way to, through questions. Um, if you don't know something, it's fine to not know it, right? We're human. We're not going to know everything, but, um, definitely the way you handle it, it's going to bring you to mentor status or not. If well, you're lying and trying to like 
act all smart. Uh, uh-uh. no, that's not. It's, you're gonna you're gonna catch it. They're gonna get caught. Well, and that's it. You don't have to know everything to be a mentor. One yeah. of the things that's that's good with that is the main thing is that you've had the experience to know where to look for the answer. Yes, exactly. the experience exactly. to know the questions to ask and the answers. You know what you're looking for. The beginner doesn't even know what to ask. Never mm-hmm. mind where to find right. it. Right, right. Like you said, Fred. You know, everybody's got their phone on them. If you're being the mentor, you're going to know. Hey, I know exactly where to go to get that answer. You know, I've I've gone that route before, especially with the helicopters. Like, where do I go for, you know, the Beast X setup? Or why I used to bother Steve with that all the time, and we download it. Maybe the guy has a screenshot of it on my on his phone. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and so like me, you know, my. I, especially doing customer support, I don't know all the answers, but I have a list of contacts that I can reach out to. You know, I could I could ask Steve helicopter questions. Mm-hmm. I could ask my friend Dan Cruz a technical question. Dan Spawn holds is a guy that knows how to do design stuff like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask me how to make a vodka tonic. I was going to say, if I had a right. Kevin question, I know I could ask Kevin. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've got... I've, I've got contacts that I've developed over my years in the hobby that that help me. So you know that that might be my value as a mentor. That that you know I I know who to ask. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides that, um, we never put it on here, but you know, ask the question: uh, Why would you want to be a mentor? For me, mm-hmm. I, I like I said, part of it's with the customer service. Um, you know. I remember how difficult it was for me not having someone to show me how to do this stuff and having to scramble on the internet and try to find answers out there. Um, you know, I kind of like we talk about with the podcast, it's a chance to give back. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot yeah. of people that have taken time to show me, you know, answer my stupid questions. So I, I'm ready for your stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, being a mentor or any of this stuff, it's not like you get paid for it. It's not, you know, there's no real monetization of it. But one of the things um, for me, and that's, I don't know, like the reason why I like helping people out, why I want to, you know, why I want people to ask me questions and, you know, how can I help them out is it's a lot about just because I'm, I really love the hobby. To the point where, like, I just want to keep on talking about the hobby. Well, there's who that. it is, you know. <laughs> so it's like, oh, someone has who has no knowledge of helicopters goes, oh, so how does that work? How high does it go? <laughs> you know, how much it cost? I don't care. You ask me those questions. I'll yeah. answer. You know. Well, <laughs> locally, locally for me, it's a selfish thing. I'm trying to get more people into the hobby locally. Well, that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I last year I got to give a talk for um, the county library. Mm-hmm. It, yep, I remember it, ended, it ended up being like 200 kids in the in the group uh that surprised me um yeah. but yeah so so there i was a mentor for about an hour or so i've been approached to to work with the 4-h club locally uh and and try to talk to them about you know drone applications and 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 stuff and so i might get a chance to do that this summer nice and you know like i said i mean this this is kind of a dead zone down here for for the hobby i'd love to get some folks to to go fly with yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think about it this way too. Josh Bixler's dad was his mentor. He said oh, yeah. it many mm-hmm. times. Just imagine how many people would not be in this hobby if that one single mentorship never happened. 
Like, I mean, what's flight test up to now? A hundred or, or eight hundred and like twenty five thousand subscribers to their YouTube channel. I mean, that's just mind boggling when you think if, you know, if, if Bixler's dad said, oh, I'm too busy, I don't want to, or I'm done flying, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's just one mentorship. So that to me is what. And I know that's what Steve thinks too. Like, not that he's going to start a YouTube channel and have, you know, 800,000 people follow him, but, you know, he wants to see the hobby perpetuate and, and, yes. you know, go on, you yeah. know, so that's basically definitely why you, that's basically why we're doing, we did the podcast and we want to give back and try and help every way you can. Yep. Yep. If and, I uh, knew anything, I would help, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> You know things that you don't even know you know. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, and that keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but same thing what Fred was saying too. Like, uh, you know, I do kind of see that in myself too that I try to get people, you know, I, I want people to talk about helicopters or ask questions about it or have interest in it because n- not only to help, but also for, like Fred was saying, kind of, kind of selfish reasons is I want more people to fly helicopters too, <laughs> you know? Oh. I want more right. uh, people to enjoy what I'm enjoying and and spreading that, you know. Well, and and kind of like going back with what you're saying is because I mean we're going to talk about it anyway, so we're either talking about it to people that don't want to hear it and and they're getting bored, or we luck upon that one person that actually wants to hear about us talk about it, and there we go. Now we're a mentor. <laughs> you're right, right. <laughs> yep. So so yeah, I think we kind of went over most of the questions we had on the list here, and. uh I mean, what I'd like to see is, you know, we got the listeners they are on the Facebook page, you know, answer. What, what what are your answers to these questions? You know? Yeah. Who were who your mentors and, and how would you find one? How did you find one? And, uh, you know, have you have you taken on that role? Have you become a mentor? Yeah. You know, what what was it that that drew your attraction to it? It's, I'd love to see some people reply to that. I also think, you know, it's somewhat gratifying to see that person actually succeed in and yeah. uh you know fly that plane or helicopter and um yeah. be like wow man i did it you know i mean that's got to be that's got to be one of the best things you know well and, and uh, yeah and, every uh, time kevin does a pure flip <laughs> <laughs> a single tear goes out <laughs> dude then your face must be wet by the end of my flight because that's all i do anymore <laughs> but, no, no. You know, Thinking about you know mentors, maybe not my mentor, but um, one of our listeners that I know is a pretty prevalent poster on the on the Facebook page is Hilda Flyer, mm-hmm. and uh, he he's a mentor because I, I remember you know editing his articles on the um, on the flight test articles section. Uh, he was always out there trying to give advice, and yeah. and that's one kind of one way mentorships that. But you know, I remember that that he had good ratings and people people were res- responding well to the stuff he wrote. So, I mean, that's a way to be a mentor. You're, I mean, maybe you're an article yeah. writer or you're, you know, posting, you know, blog post or something. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, doing how-to videos and stuff like that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they definitely. Hello Flies, uh, you know, he, like I had tons of questions for fiberglassing. And, you know, he was able to help me. He even gave me samples. He even gave me, like, fiberglass cloth so, so <laughs> I could, you know, give it a try and stuff. So, definitely, yeah. I mean, as far as stuff you learn on YouTube, man, definitely learned. wasn't just like a quick video either. It was I learned a lot of different things from Mikey's RC and and him. And unfortunately, he doesn't have his videos even on YouTube anymore. He took everything down. 
Uh, I don't think his webpage is active anymore, which is kind of a shame. But also Ed from Experimental Airlines, he yes. took uh-huh. the time to go through how to tape stuff and it's just showing you how to do stuff. And, you know, those guys were, I can remember emailing Mikey a few times and asking him questions and, you know, no problem. He got back to me all the time. Yeah. Think about the, you know, the RC Heli Nation guys, right? The They were big mentors for me as far as the whole podcasting stuff. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, I think they were big influence and, and mentors for a lot of people, man. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Are we are we done with the main topic then? I think I guess. so. Sure. Okay. All right. Nice, nice, quick, brief topic. You know, yeah. Not too much rambling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh, let's hear some news and announcements. All right, news and announcements. Nice. I have an announcement or some news. That's okay. probably news. I noticed that 3D Lab Prints, the guys that are making the 3D printable airplanes, uh, have a new model that they came out with. It's a Voigt F4U Corsair. Yep, the Corsair, yep. And it is giant, dude. You will need a a 6354 260 kV motor and an 18-inch prop. Yeah. Wow, 18-inch problem. Yeah, I think this thing is like... Uh, okay, I'm looking it a, up. Almost a two-meter wingspan, almost six-foot wingspan. It is. It's 1.9 meters. Wow. That is cool, man. That is really cool. If I had a couple of years... 8S capable. 8S <laughs> capable. Yeah, it needs How 8S. awesome is that, dude? I, I would even find... Like a motor like this, let's see, sixty three fifty four is the size of the motor. That is humongous. My biggest motor on the helicopter is a a forty five thirty five, forty five millimeter by thirty five. This is a sixty three millimeter by fifty four millimeter. Holy crap! This thing is, oh wow! This I gotta look at the videos. Well, now you got me thinking of what I have on that big, that big biplane. I gotta, I'm going to altitude because I forget what uh, i actually ordered i mean that's a big motor that motor is that that, that motor is definitely bigger but that is a 50 millimeter can on that motor it was huge the one i think i had on mine was a uh, was a 500 kv yeah i think it was that low 200 and something but altitude oh no the one i did have on there was a uh 5330 uh 260 kv brushless motor the largest one they make is a Seventy thirty five, one hundred ninety kV brushless motor. Wow! This is this is just altitude hobbies. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure these guys have a link to Hobby King because that seems to be where they use a lot of their, you know, get get a lot of their stuff from. Right, right. But I'm trying to click on it now to see what the specs are on this motor. Uh, the the large one. It's one hundred thirty dollars. I'm curious to see if it can actually do an eighteen inch prop and success. The video looks pretty good, though, man. I watched the video. What's mm-hmm. really cool, though, is they have, what, it's an 11-channel radio you need because it's got split split elevator. It's got four flaps, two on each side because the Corsair had the, the three, but I guess they broke it up into four. Yeah. Oh, recommended prop size 26 on 10S, 24 on 12S. That's for the big motor. And the crazy thing about this Corsair, the wings fold up. Oh, do they? I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's really freaking cool. 
Now those well, those uh retracts obviously aren't 3D printed. No. Um I'd have to click a link to see I'm curious to see what they used for that. Yeah. Wow. But that is a pretty crazy big plane that's all yeah, 3D that's- printed. I got I got to redo mine. I I got to fix that tail part and and get some electronics in there. Yeah. All right. Any other news and announcements? I did get a chance to uh, hold an iX12 in my hand this past week. Oh, weekend. no. Really? Yeah. You didn't see Mike had his? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, is <laughs> well, maybe I did see it. it's a pretty cool radio. It's It, it really is. An, it's an Android oh, device yeah. it's that you have, to, you have to start the Spectrum app to, like, Yep. <laughs> Go to your, your settings and center. It's crazy. And, um, and yeah, it's literally a phone embedded into the radio. Yes, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, and the funny thing is, is you know, we're talking to. I was talking to the owner of it, and and I was like, so what's what's like your cons, right? Like, what's the worst thing about it? And he said that the built-in speaker is just not loud at all. You can barely hear it. You can barely hear your countdown or any of that stuff. Your timer. And worst of all, he contacts, uh, you know, Horizon and, and he asks, oh, you know, what can we do about it? Is there like a firmware update or something to make it louder? And he said, no, there's nothing you can do about it. Use headphones or uh, hook up a Bluetooth speaker to it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, he, so now he's carrying around a Bluetooth speaker with him <laughs> right to the flight line, puts it down in front of him, <laughs> and he flies. Oh, is that why he had that <laughs> yes. speaker? Yes. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, no, it looked pretty cool though. It definitely, definitely see this kind of trend. Like I could see this catching on, and more radios, um, you know, doing the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. So I want to. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask. So when are you getting yours? Not an iX12, but my one night when I get that V Control Touch. That uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Whenever it comes out. <laughs> Okay. Sometime it's that summertime, you know. Some people are saying May. Some people are saying maybe not till June. So we'll see. Well, if if we're going to be on the radio topic, it's not exactly new news. Um, mm-hmm. But I am really liking the looks of the new DX8E. Yeah. You know, for the price, I mean, it's right there. It's about the same price as the DX6, but you get the eight channels, uh, yep. a little bit more current firmware. I mean, it's a no-brainer for someone's introductory radio. Yeah, I mean, you just—I don't see a downside to it. Yeah, I, you know, I if, went from DX6 to correct. DX, right? I went from a DX6i to a DXA, and that was like one of the best jumps. Um, yeah, you know, right. and that was back then. This is not a new generation where the radios are even far oh, yeah. better now. Like the DX6, uh, the DX6 now is—it's like my old DX8 or even better. It's like the DX9. It's great. Cool. Any other news announcements you want to talk about? No, dude. You know what? I have a question for our listeners, though. I'm putting together this 3D Stearman, the 3D printed Stearman, and I'm running into an issue that I need, like, at least two foot push rods. And I'm trying to find where I can get long push rods that are under one millimeter. Ooh. I don't think you can find. Wait, over two feet, you said? Yeah, I mean, you need them pretty long. I'd say just buy them. It's going to have to be in a tube then. But don't yeah. they don't they sell like music wire 
you know, that long. Like, I thought they came like two or three feet. See, I don't know. The the ones that Flight Test has are, yeah, are really about- thin, and but they're not, yeah, they're not that long. They're like 16 inches, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. The ones I have, I, I get them from, like, you know, the hardware store or whatever, or the hobby shops, and they're two, three feet. They're definitely why, long why, enough. Why do you okay. need that small? Is that yeah. the channel? Yeah, the the channel that it runs in is, I uh, believe, one millimeter. Wow. Oh, is this is this for like the hinges and stuff, or is this the actual control? The controls, yeah. It might be a little bigger than one millimeter. I'm not sure, but it's just I'm um, I'm having trouble. I I bought some some wire that I thought would work, and it didn't, and uh, it's just not, you know, stiff enough. Hmm. Yeah. Next time, uh, next time you come by, let me. I'll show what I have, and then see if it works. I'm going to shoot by the local hobby shop because I need a few things, but I wanted to see if he had it. But I didn't know if anybody else knew, like, out there what you could use. I mean, besides running, like, you know, real, like, balsa kit type of, you know, control rods, which probably wouldn't work for a 3D printed one because, yeah, they all have those guides, and you have to basically snake a tube through, then have to push your through that, and that's not going to work. Yeah, usually the the balsa kit ones that I've been finding have are a little bit larger and have ends on them, or mm-hmm. the they want you to use the you know the solid piece. You kind of like do what you do with a push rod for the the tail rotor on a helicopter, you know? Yeah, yeah. You basically add metal throttled ends to something and uh, with a yeah. medium, right? Yeah. Kenville, they he has some push rods. You can definitely check out. The ones he has, he has the music wire stuff, you know, that people make push rods from. So, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, if any of our listeners know, let us know. Let Kevin know. Let me know. Okay, uh, is that it for news <laughs> announcements? Let's uh, move it on then. All right, let's move it on. Ooh, okay, ooh. what's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Steve? I uh, gotta get ready for spring fling, fun fly. You I- suck, Steve. I don't think I told my wife. You didn't tell your wife? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think I got to tell my wife. Um, no, yeah, basically get ready for that fun fly. Um, yeah, don't tell her Friday. Oh, by yeah. the way, I'm leaving. Uh, tell- it wouldn't even be Friday. It'd be like Wednesday night. Be like, oh, by the way, tomorrow night I'm leaving for Virginia. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you're still on sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this, is, this signifies the end of the sabbatical because the, that Sunday I come back from spring fling. It's basically I go back to work Monday. So that's my last hurrah before going back to work. I'm sorry if I can't identify with you, dude. Yeah, you lost me. I haven't had like a last hurrah in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had a first hurrah in a long time. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm coughing back here. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, so besides that, uh, let's see. I, I'm just going to I'm gonna get my vegan ready because that's got to get me in this weekend. So I'm going to work on it a little more tomorrow and hopefully get the fiberglass piece, uh, the aileron fiberglass, and then mount it. Um, I bought real hinges. So I'm going to use real hinges, and I bought um, – I'll probably just use the FT control horns. Yeah, because uh, you know, I have those. I just don't know how it works with the fiberglass. If I'm going to either epoxy them or f- CA will just hold enough. So, But, um, yeah, I'll figure that out and get that going. And cool. then, yeah, and then meet this weekend. I, Thanks, uh, dude. 
I think I saw something about a BK sponsorship for uh, for Kevin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You saw my trip to the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it? You had all you had, every, you had all our listeners all like perked up, wanting to know what's going to go on. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Was it one of you guys that posted the BK vodka picture? That was me. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure Bert Camera was like, "What? Wait a minute." I know nothing about this. <laughs> he was excited. That's when did we start making vodka? <laughs> well, it was funny. On the way to the liquor store, I was behind a vehicle that had SAB written on the back. Yeah. Of what the, did it stand for? I couldn't, I couldn't see it. It stood for Stand Against Bullying. Stand Against Bullying. Okay. Yes. So I immediately blew the horn and yelled at that person uh, <laughs> to intimidate them out of my way and drove to the liquor store. And that's where I saw the BK vodka. Nice. Which I didn't try. I guess I should. I should try it, and I should give you my review. I don't know if Kettle One, your sponsors, are going to like that. Yeah, that's true. What else are you doing? That it, dude? Yeah. Okay. What are you going to be doing, Fred? Ooh. Ooh, let's see. Um, Unlike Steve, I did already tell my wife that I'm planning to leave this week. <laughs> uh, I, I am, because I worked... One of my days off this week, which was last Saturday, I am getting to do a comp day on Thursday, which gives me Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off. And this weekend is the conclusion to Seth for this year. So uh, a few of my friends that, that I get to talk to mostly online don't get to see that often in person are going to be making their way down to this event. So uh, go ahead and look for me. I'll be wearing my my um, Freefall RC t-shirt. Oh, no, wait. I, I don't have one of those. Um I'll have my free fall hat. No, no, never mind. I'll probably be in something flight test shirt and or um, the uh, uh, what's his? Oh crap! Now I'm going to forget his name. Um, chicken sick chicken sashimi guy that does the uh, FPV related t-shirts. They're awesome. I love his artwork. Um, I'll be wearing some of that for t-shirts too. So either flight test or um, that. No, I thought you were going to no say you'd be. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, I thought he was going to say. The bathrobe will probably be in my luggage if not worn. Um, barefoot, <laughs> I I'm always barefoot. This the Seth, if you're not aware, is um, in central Georgia in the town or just outside the town of Americus, uh, right in between Americus and Andersonville, Georgia. It's Hodges Hobbies um, that used to be there. It's it's just Hodges Field now. Um, giant all electric event that's been going on for years. It's kind of like the neat fair, but. With people that aren't yelling at you, yeah, without without the yelling, without um, the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it's in the, the the Mac Hodges, the guy that owns the property, keeps that field mm-hmm. absolutely putting green, perfect. And so there nice. is no shoes. I am not wearing shoes at at that field. You, it just doesn't happen. Um, nice. No fire ant piles. That was the problem down at um, yeah. at uh, Flight Test South. Or Flight Fest South. A lot of folks were having trouble with the fire ants, uh, especially if you're trying to walk around barefoot. But, uh, yeah, not not an issue at, at Hodges Field. That place is just absolutely gorgeous. Nice. Cool, man. Well, have fun. And, uh, yes. yeah, I, I've got my um, I've got my Flight Test banner flag. You know, the ones that kind of has the, the, the vertical flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'll be flying that next to my, my camper. Nice. Is that it? Is that all you got, Fred? Uh, yeah, sorry, that's all. Okay. Kevin? Yeah, man, I'm not sure if I'm going to get out 
to fly or not this weekend. Now, hopefully I can fly on Saturday, uh, maybe a little local trip down to the park or down to the field. I'm not sure. But on Sunday, uh, my father-in-law is turning 90 years old and they're throwing a huge party for him in Totowa at the PAL. And it's just going to be, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be madness, dude. I'm actually going to bring my helicopters down there and fly. And, um, I don't know, Steve, you want to come by and scare some kids? You could bring your helicopters and fly in the field at the PAL. I'll probably scare <laughs> myself too. Yeah. So I'm going to probably do that. Uh, I'm probably bringing both days in, maybe go out a little bit. And I want to, uh, you know, I know I'm always saying I'm printing stuff, but I want to finish printing. Like I want to, I got the major components of the steerman together. Like three uh, of them. Like three different colors <laughs> to match your complexion. Yeah. And I, I just need like the little pieces now, like the landing gear stuff. And I just printed out the springs for the first time, like mm-hmm. I was saying, right. um, to, to see how that would come out and see how that works. But, uh, I want to get one of those together together, you know? I got yeah. like the struts to print out and uh and that kind of stuff. But uh you know, I want to get that like together so I can so I can say, Oh, I'm missing this or missing that, you know, and, and get it finalized because I think it's gonna be together pretty quick. I ordered the uh servos. I just went with some cheaper Hobby King metal gear gear servos, you know. Do they re- do they need metal gear? No, but they were they were Actually, this particular, the, the edge was different. The edge, I think you could put anything you want, nine gram in it. Uh, we could probably use the, you know, the, the cheaper ones. The blues, but yeah. They recommended, uh, high tech servos for this model. So I was like, eh, I could go do that or I could just get, you know, something similar. Yeah, just a metal know, gear. Metal gear. Yeah, exactly. Micro So servos, I did that. Yeah. And I uh, got a couple of motors for that thing already. So, or for you, if you wanted to, you know, print one. I figured I'd get a motor for you or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I got a motor. I, I think I have the recommended Hobby King motor, and I also went to I like Altitude Hobbies because I get that stuff in like three days. So, uh, and he's really good with shipping's really cheap, and so I I got a motor from him. You know, similar, and that's the one I think I'm going to use. Motor okay. ESC from from those guys. But I like I said, I want to get something together so I know what I'm missing. I kind of could probably figure it out, but it'll probably get me motivated to get the thing done if it starts to come together, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's what I'll probably be working on and doing. Cool. Nice. And that's it. All right. It's going to be a pretty short episode, huh? Well, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I guess let's do the wrap up then. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, fuzzball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Facebook likes. We are at 765 likes. That's plus four this week. And here are the two names. Oh, God. (laughs) Cue the music. And that's not one of them. Nope. (laughs) We have Daryl Volk and Randy Jensen. All right. I guess if you broke those names up there before, Daryl and then Volk and then Randy and Jensen. Oh. Okay. Facebook. It's almost like uh, audio manufacturers if it was like Polk, oh, yeah. be Polk and Jensen, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Facebook comments. What do we have? I saw a couple of comments on your post where you were digging out your hot glue gun and you were saying, oh boy, how does this thing work again? And you were yeah. <laughs> putting together your vegan uh-huh. and you know, getting it together and spray painting and all that. Uh, 
Mar- our buddy Mark Ritchie from Australia asked, how is the weight uh, feeling so far? And you said not, not too bad. Yeah, I haven't weighed it yet. It's not... It doesn't seem heavy or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do. I should wait and have you weigh your 4S just without a battery just to keep that, you know. I mean, granted, your motor and fan might be a little bit different, but it shouldn't be that much different. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that later right after we wrap up. I'll text it to you. Cool. Yeah, Dan VP said he might just finish it after all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Crawford said, Planker. <laughs> uh, our buddy Jeff, who uh, was originally yeah. on the podcast with us, said, "Ha ha! I was wondering what that thing was." He says he's still working on the Rift Eraser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's killing me. <laughs> he yeah. said to me, "It's funny." Jeff was like, "Hey man, you got to come by uh, and help me get my planes ready because I want to go." get back out to flying and you know come out to the field more often and stuff instead of just once a year so i was like yeah man you know i kept and i'm to the i go i go like to the extreme like i guess this rap kind of ties into mentoring in a way i'm pestering slash mentoring because <laughs> i'm like every every couple of days i'm texting them and i'm like hey man uh i can't stop by tonight but you know tomorrow night looks good or maybe friday you know let me know what works for you okay okay and then i don't hear from him and then i'm like you know, hey man, Saturday's not going to work, but I could stop by Sunday or whatever. You know, I'm just like I'm constantly like every couple of days saying, "Hey, dude, I I could stop by this night." So after like two weeks of that, he sends me a text saying, "Well, I have to clean up my room or my you know my spare room and my spare area first, and I haven't done that. So I'll let you know when I do that." And I'm thinking probably September. <laughs> and I'll get that text. Uh, maybe maybe January first. <laughs> maybe January. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he does it soon. Maybe I'll just show up at his house. I don't know. Um, Andrew Snyder said, uh, "And not a sight of a heli." <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> nice. What does he say? Nice stick hiding back there. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah the ugly is, stick. Uh, ultra, ultra stick or ugly stick or dust. Yeah. Dave Gerderman said, "Nice." And Troy Shelby said, I just flew mine yesterday and found out I broke a blade on the EDF. Oh, man. When I landed in the snow last winter, trying to figure out how he's going to fix it. Well, Troy, I think the first step is exacto knife. (laughs) I would say the first step is to get more. Get more foam board. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can try cutting it out. I try cutting it out. You end up just (laughs) making a mess. It's, You're going to have to get that EDF in your hands, though, to take it apart to yeah, get the. Yeah, to get replacement fans or whatever, or just a whole new EDF to put in there. So you might as well just build a new one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take that long, I don't think. No. Anyways, no. I think the hardest part is extending those wires and getting them right. And then yeah. once that's done, I mean, you can bang one of those things out in a, in a night easy, I night think. Or, night or two. Yeah, one night to yeah. cut, one night to glue. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Any other comments that we have? Oh, um, we did have a couple of comments on the post from last episode. Uh, Mark Ritchie said, hey, nice work, fellas. For a change, I actually caught up on my podcast and even got in one of Walton Ed's this week. Uh, thank goodness my next F, F podcast is out. Uh, so he was driving in the field. Uh, John Pruitt said, let me know if you want more details on the DC FPV shutdown. He's been stuck yeah. in the middle of 
this whole thing with the FAA and the AMA for several weeks. They're filing a waiver trying to get their club back in the air. Man, that's got to suck, dude. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. And our buddy Kyle Schneider said, I resemble that gasser remark. This past weekend, each flight was 15 to 16 minutes. Did you see me standing behind you, Kyle? Saying, when are you going to land that thing? No. <laughs> he said he still had fuel in the tank for more. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Uh, he was getting a headache from concentrating too much. <laughs> 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 oh god he said there was only two other guys the whole time at the field so no one was pissed nah that's cool dude yeah yeah that's awesome i'm glad he's getting to doing some flying man mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll see him this year man yeah yeah so is he so that uh that pa fun fly that we missed last year because of the rain uh that eric was setting up uh-huh is that is that close to kyle i don't remember is it the lehigh valley like what, what was that I, I don't, was it I don't, Lehigh Valley? Lehigh Valley is the one that Eric, yeah, is a member at. That they were doing a CP Heli Throwdown event. I yeah. don't think that's Kyle's. I think he's a little bit south of that or something like that. We all met up at the diner. He was part of yeah. that whole crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I thought it was his field or whatnot. Wouldn't that be done already? I don't Wasn't know. That before Spring Flank last year, <laughs> I thought it was. Only because it was kind of rainy season. I hear typing. It wasn't me. Okay. No, sorry. I'm trying to look that up. But All right. Do we have any other Facebook comments? I, I try to keep notes, man. And Sorry, guys. If I missed yours. Uh, website comments or email comments. Website comments. We got a few website comments. We got a couple from Javier saying, you know, good show last time. And he said, uh, basically gave his, uh, his goal for the year. And I'm sure you'll hear about it more on the full pitch podcast that he does with Jimmy. But he said he wants to concentrate this year on Piro hovering and all orientations, all directions, circuits, all orientations, all directions, mm-hmm. which I still need to do. Me too. Uh, f- funnels tail down in both directions. Um, I've given up on that. You know, just work on his his flying this this summer, and he definitely reiterated the fact that we said last week where he would love to get a V control. I'm sure, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure money's a factor for everybody when it comes to this hobby. So just budgeting that's kind of tough. I totally get it, but I'll tell you what, Javier, the one of the greatest things for me was throwing that music on this weekend, and I was like, holy crap, this is getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That I, had my heart rate going. You know, it's funny because every time I go to the field, I'm like, maybe I should bring my Bluetooth speaker. You know, I have this little, like, it's called like a tailgate or something. Some little. Oh, yeah. The Walmart you know? one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you good. know, let me let me put up. Like, That's what I use in the garage. And I can, you know, when I work in the garage, I, I just put them pretty loud and just kind of get in the groove of things. And I'm like, oh, man. And when I sim, I sim with music. I have Pandora in the background yeah. on, a, on a computer. So. I always thought about bringing that out and playing, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I want to go out there and put the music on, and the next thing you know, I'm gonna, like, I don't know, forget. What, you think you're going to crash? No, 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 like not hear my timer or something. <laughs> just like, well, you know, just keep flying. or I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to get distracted, you know, from, from concentrating. It's, it's like, it's one thing to sim, you know, or do some work, you know, have music in the background, but to like, I don't know. 
to fly a real heli, I, I, I just concentrate so much. It's so hard to like, I don't know, to think about anything else. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe one day I'll just do it anyways. You're like Kyle. You concentrate till you get a headache. Then you yes. stop flying. Then I stop flying. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually when I go back to back on flights because I can't last. What, what did he say? 12, 15 minutes? <laughs> 15 to 16 minutes. 15 to said. 16 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My helis don't, don't last that long in the air. <laughs> Okay, so let's see here. We did get a response back from Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bob? When we talked about the email about the light post. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said it's clear that you know he didn't provide context, so it was kind of you know kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, let's see. At the end of the Kyle Stacy episode, Steve and Kyle said they want better light poles, a common sentiment. I'm good with the general idea, but the context that. Current lipos were to blame for short, roughly three minute flights. Yeah, no, no, I I don't blame current lipos for three minute flights. It's it's that these motors and ESCs and and pilots demand so much from these lipos that that's what we've been getting three minute flights. You know, obviously, um, I would say probably last couple of years too. Um, electric helicopters with with their boom. Uh, we've seen an increase in head speeds, which obviously decrease, you know, flight time. Yeah. Um, obviously, batteries have battery technology from your single like subsea cells to now these lithium, you know, flat packs or whatever you call them, the lipos. Like that was a huge jump in in, in battery technology, and. You know, I I think the hobby saw such a big jump, and I, I feel like a lot of folks are now waiting for the next big jump. You know, where's the next big jump between like nickel metal hydride to lipo? Where's the lipo to the next, you know, battery technology that's gonna give us even more power or more flight time or more, 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 more? Right? That's what we want. Always want more. Well, oddly enough, I heard that it's could be coming from the quad racing. The way that I, I didn't think about it like this until I heard the uh, After Hours podcast where they were talking about how, you know, now the, the quads are have gone from, you know, your typical 3S to 4S and now 4S to 6S and you've got motors that are getting better and then they were using airplane motors on the quads when they first started and now mm-hmm. that the quad motors have gotten so efficient and the batteries have gotten so be- so much better. They're using the quad motors on the airplanes. Yep, tables and, are turned. Yeah, to the point where you know now they're the demand for higher C rating is up. You know to the hundreds in the quad crowd, and you know it's just everything's changing weekly. You know, still, which which means that things are advancing. Yeah, yeah. And we can go down that whole road where you know you're not going to get anything. Bigger than whatever, you know, C, 35C. I know that RCHN did an extensive, you know, test on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool that, you know, things work the way they do. Like, you know, yeah. you get an advance in one direction and it co- totally comes from, you know, an area where a lot of people don't really understand or like it. And then, you know, you benefit from it down the road. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of the things I noticed certain battery brands start are starting to do is they're starting to take the balance leads off the batteries or making them removable. 
And that's definitely directly from the quad scene, in my opinion, because um, I don't know. I, I've I've chopped a couple of battery leads off, not battery leads, but the balance leads off in a crash um, with the quad. You know, but they just flop around and they get caught in the blade and, you know, you get a nick or you get a couple of wires chopped off. And I, I noticed that there's brands out there that now uh, you, you can actually detach them from the battery. So all you have is your so power. So what does lead. it have, like, like little pins? It just, it just has a connector, like just uh, one end, one end of the connector, I guess. You know. Oh, that's cool. Well, the yeah. Well, people keep cutting the bounce leads off, so yeah. So that way, I actually think it's good that way. Yeah, I would use that on the oxy because yes, the oxy crashes a lot. We're always pushing stuff, and even on the bigger helicopters, man. Like I don't know how many times I've jammed my you know, stick pack in on a six ninety, and I I'll catch the bounce lead on the back battery pack, you know. I think it's a that's a good move. Like leave the balance lead on the charger on your you know your balance board or whatever you know like your power yeah. charging board. Like there's no need for that balance lead to be on the battery, you know. Especially now no. that balance leads have kind of, for the most part, have standardization, right? I mean, the only manufacturer I know that's different to this day still is Thunder Power. Everyone else uses like the same GXT XH or whatever the the you know the model is, but using that that standardization of plugs. So why not make it so that it's just detached and you plug your battery, your charger balance lead into that. You know what I mean? Like into the battery, so that way there's yeah. one less point of contact of shorting out or corroding or whatever. You know, getting chopped off in a flight or a crash. Or just getting snagged. I mean, that's. I think that's pretty big. To uh, if more manufacturers kind of move towards that and make that the standard. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. At least give us the option, you know. Yeah, yeah, or give us the option, right? But battery type A or type B. You know, do you want it with or without your balance lead? You know, being detachable. Like, I don't. know. I think that's a big thing too, because it's like. You do leave it on your heli because you don't. You're used to, or you use it on your. You do leave it on your battery because you're used to that. Um, and you know you don't want to like, oh crap! I left my balance lead at home. I can't charge my battery. So, so you leave it on the the craft, right? But if it gets chopped off, you could buy a replacement. You ever get one chopped off and you have to like re-crimp those little connectors? They suck. I hate doing those little ones. Yeah. You know, and then like because five of the let's say six of the seven are positive <laughs> you, know, you gotta be really careful like on a 6s pack you know because any one of those can short out to any other one so it's, oh, absolutely you know so to, it's it's actually safer to have that off of the battery too in, in my opinion so that'd be pretty cool uh what i did notice is the website form submission actually goes directly to my personal email <laughs> doesn't go to our free phone one so i gotta fix that but um, we did get an email from our friend Chad, and he said, FPV goggles, custom prescription lens. Hey, Kevin and Steve, how have you guys been doing? Uh, I was listening to the podcast last week, and to answer Kevin's question about FPV and glasses, he uses Fast Sharks with custom lens, and he gave a link here. And these work great. I've been using them for a year now, so good luck, and maybe we'll run into each other again someday. Definitely, Chad. Maybe next flight nice. fest, you know, or let us know when you want to fly. You know, you 
Chad, yeah. Chad's, you know, we used to meet up with Chad uh, in the old Green Pond days. So, you know, we all live in this area. We're not far from each other. So definitely. Yeah. Always welcome down at our field. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to mention this. Um, now's a good time. I got a phone call from Mr. Ed Johnson last night. And he said to me, yeah, I was listening to the podcast. And he said he's in the same boat I am. Uh, doesn't wear contacts that much because when he goes to fly without the goggles on, it seems like, you know, the contact kind of gets, you're staring at the model and the contact kind of gets goopy if you start blinking a lot. And I totally get where he was coming from or it moves around. So mm-hmm. he said that he has a n- number of different goggles that he's tried. And next time we're get, get together, he's going to charge them all up and let me run through them all and see if I can come up with something. Nice. Yeah, so thanks, Ed. I got to give him a huge shout out, man. That was awesome for him to give me a call. Nice, and, yeah. And uh, offer that up. Yeah, I hope to see him. You know, this year. I mean, I said, I said to him, I'm sure, with Trump going to be in town you know, <laughs> this summer, we'll be shooting up by you. Yeah, at least once or twice. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Look like uh, I was looking online Facebook. Uh, Look like his field was pretty busy um, this past weekend with the nice weather that we had. Yeah. So, it's good stuff, man. Awesome. All right. Do we have any people of Podbean? We do have people of Podbean. What? <laughs> we have people of Podbean. Fred? I, I, I don't believe it. Let me see here. Uh, Easy Dog. Easy Dog is back on the uh, radar here, and he liked episode 118, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, 120, <laughs> and uh, 119, bring back the planks. Uh, Banquet Colton started following us. Andy O'Leary started following us. Doug Bo was already following us and is following us again. Um, AC Hog 33 started following us and also liked episode 117, scale up with Chris Rybert, episode 120, spring cleaning and maintenance, and episode 121 flying season wish list so thanks everybody for uh following and and liking yep and then i will go over the podbean comments because i got that on my phone here so uh um musimil bazi seven days ago great episode guys on episode 120 uh jeep world 2002 great show guys on episode 120 jeep uh, world yeah, Jeep World 2002. Love the podcast, guys. Episode 121. Uh, Jeep World 2002. Hey, Steve, which size graphenes do you run in what? Question mark. Are you flying the 4006S and the Goblin 500? Uh, Jeep World, I do not own a Goblin 500, but I do use those graphene packs in the smaller 1250 size 6S for my Oxy 4. Uh, they were originally the graphene packs that I used for my um, Mini Comet. So they're like 75C rated or whatever, 75C rated um, graphene packs. They are pretty, I guess, bulky compared to the non-graphene packs. But, I mean, that's to be expected that they weigh a little more and, and a little bit bigger. Uh, let's see. Is RV camping uh, Jeep Roll 2002 uh, nine hours ago? So this was uh, earlier today. Is RV camping available at your fun fly for episode 121? Uh to answer that, yes, there is. There is a very limited spot. Go to rcflightdeck.com, search free for RC podcast uh, Helifest, and reserve your uh, RV parking there. Uh, what I'll, I guess I should make this announcement too. Um, 
for for anyone for any uh, any folks that want to come to the free Farsi Heli Fest right this year and do the RV or camping, um, the town requires us to have your license plate of your vehicle and the, the driver's you know I guess name to be on file just if they have any issues. It is a um, a county owned park or state owned park, so um, because of that they you know. They need a, a license and a, and a you know licensed driver for the vehicle to disclose their name. So fill that stuff out. Um, no money's due until the event. So don't worry about you know if the funds are low or whatever. Just reserve your spot now so that way uh, we can mark it out for you uh, for that event. Uh, Doug Bo, eight hours ago, episode one twenty one, uh, flying season wishlist. Good episode, guys. Thanks for the shout out. Keep the heli and plank content flowing. Big thumbs nice. up. And then we have A Cog33. One hour ago, so just he just left us. Haha, great work, guys. You nailed my surname. First go. Then you decide to butcher it. I laugh out. Sorry. You got them both hacking. <laughs> Loving your podcast. I have listened to all of them in the last two months. Wow. That's a Damn, lot of episodes dude. of two months. Thank guy. you so much. And, <laughs> Poor and guy. <laughs> I don't even think I could take that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He wrote, you have definitely taken a torch from our CHN and improved it, in my opinion, as you cover all bases of the hobby. Look forward to your next episode. P.S. If you ever want to get an Aussie on for a listener, seriously, give me a buzz. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we can probably schedule something like have you... And Mark Ritchie, come on. <laughs> have like well, we're going to have Ozzy on? Yeah, we'll have the two Aussies. Aussies. Oh, Australians, Aussie. Aussies. I thought you said Aussie. Oh, that'd be cool, too. I wouldn't be able to understand them, but that'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clap your hands. Sharon. Sharon. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that was the last comment. So thank you, everyone, nice. for commenting, Thanks, liking, posting, all that fun stuff. Nice. Okay. Uh, iTunes review. iTunes review. iTunes review. I fired up iTunes, uh, but I haven't gone to the store. I see nothing new on iTunes. Okay. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rcpodcast. Uh, check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.show. That show. Say hi to Chris and... Hey. I don't know. Hey. Hi, Chris. <laughs> hey, Steve. Um, hey, Kevin. Kevin and Fred. Hi, Fred. Uh, hi, Fred. Fred. <laughs> I got to say hi to Fred now, too? Uh, uh, here we go. Oh, uh, boy. This is getting too much. Yeah. Let us know if you want us to add anything. Um, and Can, I, can I, I let you know if I want you to delete anything? Well, I know Fred still wants me to add that, that third, third wheel. wheel. Third yeah. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> that should be my bio. I spent a lot of time writing it. The listeners need to let us know whether they think Fred is a third wheel or not. Fred is having some kind of complex. Yes, yes, yes. So let us know if uh, you think Fred is having a <laughs> complex. <laughs> uh, flight tell, test for a... Uh, sorry? T- tell Steve that you want to see what the third wheel write-up was. Yes, tell me that you want to see the third wheel, third wheel write-up, and maybe I'll update it. 
I, I don't know. I don't believe it. That's why I don't want to put it out there. I know joking. Dude, you should just you post it on it. Facebook. We could do, do that. that too. We could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Flight test forums. <laughs> Off the field. Audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast, and next our friends, the FT Community Cast. Hey, Pat, Joel, Mike. I might do that. Sounds weird. Uh, RC Heli Hangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast sitting next to the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. And the full pitch podcast. Javier and Jimmy. What did he say? Jimmy Jones. All right. Thanks to our listener. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit of a shorter. <laughs> our listener, singular. <laughs> Thank you, listener. Didn't I say, didn't I say listeners? We're talking to you. <laughs> We're talking to you, buddy. You are our listener. Thank you for <laughs> thanks to all our listeners. There you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm I'm feeling a little under the weather. My my throat's <laughs> killing me. Um, yeah, you and Fred. So so this is sorry for the episode being a little bit on the shorter side. Thank you again, Free Our Skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Feel uh, better, guys. I feel Jeez. great. Yeah, I feel like shit. <laughs> I'm glad we cut it short, then. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long my voice is going to hold up before I... Straight down, man.